Um, so is everyone ready for Adventure 62? Yeah? Yeah. Anyone yeah. got any gosh darn purgerts or are we good? Uh oh oh what uh? Anybody got any gosh darn hook and looking pergerts? Got any quiz chains? What are you gooder than See, a pudding? You... See, messing up a word is one thing, but messing up a word in a different language, we have to do two levels of translation to figure out what you're saying. Uh, well, that's uh, just varsity D and don't know what to tell you. This is Legend of the Gnu Ones, Adventure 62, Death from Above. <laughs> the date is 3488 PB, Bialkaneth30 for all the note-taking nerds. It's a level 13 adventure. And before we get riggedy rolling, I will give the recap for last time. So Adventure 61, Upon a Precipice. After uniting the Warriors of the Well together in Unsen's wealthy northern city of Port Resplendisan, the group took a day of preparation before setting out on the grim task of slaughtering the Kefkin generals with Javian's sister, the once princess Savina Anam. Wewoo and Barry followed Savina to mud baths and pedicures at a salon for a day of relaxation. That was y'all's like off-screen transition wipe. Um, before their great task, while the mantle of responsibility borne by the party's decisions weighed heavily upon Javian, Savina, and you, Javian, Janice, and Ueg, who were led, uh, who were led to take time and solace as they planned and prepared. The trio returned to the homely hovel, an inn for the half-height folk who passed through Porus when they saw, where they discussed strategies and faced the futures which may rapidly be coming to face them. Among these preparations, Javian reached out to both his long-separated younger sister, Mira, Mira Anam, as well as his estranged older brother and the ruling king of Telethanam, Ewan Anam, warning them both of the Warriors of the Wells' coming campaign against the mighty hand of Kefk. Mira's mix of joy and sorrow at the revelation of her brother's survival gave Javian pause in the midst of his worry and brought him to reconcile with some of his repressed hurt. Javian's conversation with his older brother was no easier, as years of bottled rage and planned, uh, bottled anger and planned rage fell apart at the sound of Ewan's broken heart and depth of sorrow. After warning his brother, Javian was left to quiet contemplation while Janice contacted Alandra and stumbled upon a series of revelations of her own, learning of ill portents regarding Zorgrim and his ilk. Further still, Janice chose to finally reach out to the to the famed Drake Lord, General Kisk, who not only responded but told Janice that he wished to meet with her with her party in three days' time, and that he was privy to some dark secret of the Empire. Unsure now of whether the group is is better prepared or more exhausted before their planned confrontation with General Vashnazan, Janice, Ueg, and Javian sleep, awaiting the return of Wewu, Barry, and Savina in the early summer morning, that the warriors of the well might gather an uh, might gather an obsidian dragon from the south and return to slaughter Vashnazan and finally sever one of the fingers from Kefk's mighty hand. So I said a lot of words just then, um, <laughs> but uh, that was actually a lot of that was really important. So to catch, usually I don't try to bother you guys too much, but to catch um, Jenny and uh, Callie up, the gist is um, uh, like you guys peaced out with Savina for a mud bath and you were like, let's go have a spa day. And Janice and Javian and Ueg were like, let's go plan. So they did a bunch of planning, yada, yada, yada lore with Alondra. They talked to Alondra. Um, the really important takeaways. He had a way more stressful day than you. <laughs> Yeah, y'all just kind of chilled. They had to like do a bunch of really hard thinking and planning. And um, among those things, um, they figured out that basically um, Zorgrim has a star in the sky now. So he's probably like full deity. Um, so that's scurry. But I mean, you know, standard like, oh, big guy's big. Um, so the parts you guys actually probably care to know, Wiiwoo, you wouldn't know this um, until you meet with Javian again. But basically the whole like hasn't talked to any of his siblings like deep emotional character backstory stuff. Um, Javian finally reached out and he had a very heartbreaking conversation with his sister and then um, uh, another with his brother. And when he was basically kind of ready to um, tell his brother off, uh, it turns out his brother was like maybe kind of like near suicidal with grief. And um, he warned them both to flee. Um, so they are probably doing that soon. Um, but that is like where Javian is at when we gets back, of course, not knowing any of that. Um, and then, uh, Andrea or Kara, can you think of anything really important? I'm omitting. Oh yeah. Um, super important. Um, uh, Janice reached out to general Kisk bear or Callie. Do you remember the dragon guy from Zedge? 
that you guys gave Yepin's heart to? Anyway, he was the Kefkin general there who led the troops away. Um, he's the general who's been missing this whole time. And Janice reached out and he was all like, uh, and she was like, yo, where are you at? Because I think you're up to some stuff. And he was like, um, actually, I've been waiting to talk to you all. I want to meet with your group in three days. The empire is a lie. And I want to kill the emperor. Um, so, you know, that's big potatoes. So um, I feel like those are the things that you guys like actually need to know. Um, and then today, the group will be reconvening somewhere in the middle of Port Spelnissant to, um, uh, uh, to meet up with Savina and go south to get an Obsidian Dragon to go commit some mass murder. So that is where we are at. We actually are going to start back in with Wee Woo and Barry. Um, so you all have just... Uh, Savina put you up in another nice hotel for the night. It's the morning of the 30th. And um, uh, I, I know that uh, the planning often falls to um, uh, Janice and Javian, but you all would have plenty of aware, uh, awareness of the gravity of the situation, especially um, Barry. You all are essentially going to go kill the guy who um, destroyed the remnant of your people. So there's, you know, some connection and awareness there. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Savina's been in like a weirdly bubbly mood all morning. Um, and you guys have woken up from a hotel. You had a lavish day before. Mud baths, um, like a lavender massage. People like massage. I mean, Barry, it took like uh, guys with literal hammers to try and massage you. Um, and so you finally got a massage for the first time in a long time. Um, but you all are sort of like geared up and headed back to a central street within the city to meet up with... Um, Janice, Javian, and you egg in a moment, and you guys will be um, departing from the city from there. So, um, as you guys are walking through a busy street, plenty of people streaming by, uh, and the myriad of buildings, is there any sort of like conversation that we will or and Barry strike up, or is it just kind of a silent walk with Savina back to the meeting coordinate? I'm gonna run up to Weewoo and be like, "Feel how soft my arm is. Touch it. You know, like when girls like when they shave their legs, they're like, touch it." Oh my god, did they did they shave your arm? I hope so. Make me more aerodynamic. <laughs> I'm so like lotioned up that it's making me more like aerodynamic to like Oh my god, think about it, Barry. Just think about it for two seconds. If do you know how much more aerodynamic your punches are going to be? You can punch so much harder if they shaved your arms. And if they covered you with lotion, you're going to be like a slick little dolphin. Like no one's gonna be able to grab you. I'm a snake. I'm a <laughs> Thank you, Snake. <laughs> so there's this whole conversation going on in Giant. What? Does Does Barry have like body hair? Like, is that a thing? Um, Goliath famously do not. So this is a specifically hilarious conversation. As Barry realizes <laughs> that he's smooth because he's been literally smooth his whole life. So this is, in literally any other race, this wouldn't apply. So that was pretty incredible. <laughs> So Barry, it's just dawning on you suddenly. Whoa, my skin is like super smooth. That's crazy. <laughs> um, is there is there anything else that <laughs> you all say? Um, Savina sidles up to you, Weewoo, and she says, um, "So, how familiar are you with these um, generals that are going to go slaughter?" Um, like, here's what I know. Mm -hmm. I know that Javian was alive. Yes. And mm -hmm. then some bad guys showed up to usurp your family. Something of that nature, yes. And then all of you died, but now none of you are dead because of an evil dragon. That's not, that's not entirely wrong. Um, the majority of us are still dead. Um, Javian and I are alive, as well as Mira and Ewan. There were quite a number of us before. Are these all siblings? Yes, all of our siblings, our parents... Um, a number of us had children. They're all dead. But Javian and I are alive. So that's how Javian knows how to fight. He had like 12 siblings. That makes so much more sense now. But I, I only ask 
Um, I know that this isn't particularly your fight. You all are just in this both for allegiance, but this might be quite a day for Javian. So I know you're close, so I just thought I'd run it by you. Oh, we better be. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I'll be as supportive as I can. But it might also be a great day. Finally, maybe finally we can even the scales a little bit. Get blood shedding in the right direction. And she just kind of yeah. has like a macabre chipperness as she's like she's never she's too dignified and graceful to like skip. But there's a there's a levity to her step. Um She gives the vibe of if Azula from Avatar the Last Airbender just took a Prozac, like that's She is very much Prozac to Azula. Yes, that is an excellent simile yeah thank you thank um, you so you all tread and tread through the city working your back way to your way back to a central street in portsmouth saw javian um uh you and janice and Ueg have been up for quite some time um Ueg took quite a while praying this morning he was kind of up like real early you guys didn't even see him get up but he has been meditating and praying all this time um is there any particular way that uh you and Janice have been like sort of preparing for this day. No, af after yesterday, it's he's still pretty introspective. Um, he he's gonna close his eyes. It are are the connections still there? Because he connected to Mira and then Ewan. If he chooses just to utilize them, yes. Okay, he's gonna, um, he wants to check up on Mira and see if she got out. Okay. So yeah, do you so he's gonna... reach outward with your magic? Yeah, towards Mira. Okay. That, um, that super planar connection, it's a bizarre feeling to have reach. Um, you understand how truly powerful beings, if you hadn't already, can start to get a kind of high how that can start to get to the head because for the first time in your life, you are aware of more than yourself at a moment. You can feel her. You start to begin to understand what it means to have a consciousness beyond your physical bound body. And it's, it's intense. However you take it, it's a lot. And um, as you reach outward, feeling her reality, her being, um, what do you say? Um, I just want to like, Try to softly, as softly as my demon voice can, say, Mira, how's it going? Okay. The plan. That pause, and then, um, you wait a moment, and then you hear, um, yes, absolutely, Prime Minister. Um, we can discuss that later. There's just kind of a pause. And you know your sister well enough. You get the feeling that she's doing something busy. This is a, a stalling statement. Um, and she's basically communicating that she can't quite talk at the moment. Okay. You would have a good enough rapport to be able to easily intuit that. Otherwise, then, then, I, then, I will, then I will tell her, like, I'll, I'll reach out later. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you have laced up your leather armor. That um, it's a quiet action that we don't describe often for the sake of tedium, but you've put this, taken this armor off, put it on uh, every day for months, and um, you've almost died in this armor many a time. You've slayed monsters, you risked your life in this armor. You're putting it back on today, and as much as you have been healed many times, this armor, this armor looks like it's been through it. You egg men's things, but there are um, deep burn marks in it. Um, there are sort of like frozen chipped areas from Yepin's breath weapons, um, deep gashes, studs are dented, and Yuek has mended it all together. So it's one cohesive piece, but it has these grooves and marks in it. You can look back at it and see it all over the set um, as you prepare for your day. And uh, uh, the blood shard is not at your side physically, but you can feel its closeness. And um, the gravity of the day ahead of you is not far. Otherwise, Ueg has collected his items. Nakutraman, he's ready to head out. Janice, have you done anything this morning in preparation? Um, can you hear me? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, I think I'll just, um, I've, like, sat there and, um, taken some extra time this morning. Um, kind of like Ueg, like, sitting there praying, like, a little extra, um, like really going over 
um, kind of like the fine details now of like my interaction with Kiss, and like mm. really trying to mull over those interactions because like now I don't know my like perception of him has changed a little bit. Okay. Um, and as okay. um, and Javian, he's well aware of the existential crisis that there is from his newfound powers. But he is going to compartmentalize it for now as best as he can. Um, because everything's so much so all the time. And But also as he's putting on like his bracers strapping it, he like looks at his his um, his um, tattoo of the maker. He traces around the circles once and says, Julian, don't leave them. The symbol on your wrist is much fainter. <gasps> as you stop uh, and look at it for the first time okay. in a while. You like have to like kind of peer and glance. Your skin is light. It's typically quite easy to see things against it, but it's like no. you have to like kind of trace with your eyes to find it under your skin where it was once a very prominent image. Okay. Um, I'm have sorry. we seen? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna apologize to the maker. I guess I have failed him. Okay. You whisper sorry, yeah, song. Kara. Kara? What what did you say, Kara? Huh? I don't know. Uh, could you repeat that one more time? <laughs> Sorry, have we seen the others or have they been like separate from us? Um, for the past day they've been gone. Separate? Oh. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. okay. Alright. Okay. Ueg has gathered everything. And um, he opens the door to the to the front of your room, and just says, um, "Well, I guess uh, no time like the present." That's it. Swing wide. You guys all have to duck your heads to go out of the room and down the hallway because the building is intended for people like five foot is the maximum height here. So most of you are ducking your heads. Um, Janice, you're just kind of barely okay, I think, if I remember your height correctly. I don't remember. Um, Maybe it was five foot exactly. No, I'm fine. Okay, so yeah, all three of you are hunched as you move down the hallways. That couple from the front greets you warmly as you all pay up and leave. Um, it's like two silver. It's next to nothing. And um, as the trio head out, uh, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it. Um, you walk straight to the meeting point. It's you know, one of Porosponly Saw's many hundreds of little um, uh, squares. And you meet up at a central road where you know you're headed to with uh, Savina uh, Barry and Wee Is there any sort of a conversation that goes on between Janice, Javian, and Ueg on the way there, or are you guys just head straight there? I don't think so. Janice? For Janice's, uh, connection sake, no. Okay, <laughs> alright. Um, so eventually, the two trios meet up. Um, there's a statue nearby of, um, uh, just a ship like sort of breaking up over a wave. It's expertly carved in stone in a large string, uh, circle, circular base. And the way the statue is created, um, the, uh, the areas where water spills out are at the edges of the wave all around it. So it looks like the wave is pouring water down and that comes down into the basin. There's the ship crashing up over it. A series of small market pavilions run around the cobblestone. Um, uh, I, w I wouldn't even call it a square. It's just an open courtyard in the city. And um, as the two trios meet up all three of you very epic looking warriors kind of um barry you see uh javian and janice and you egg we woo you as well same and both of you all see each other from each other's groups and uh, the trios meet up and converge hi <laughs> i'm gonna do a real quick check-in on javian nothing too obvious nothing too big but i'm gonna just kind of like walk up and give like a like you know the couples that have been together for a really long time and they can just look at each other from across room and be like you good like well, you we've been together like three weeks but uh <laughs> we've been together for like a very long time andrea okay in real life <laughs> <laughs> i feel very tied to javian my dragon daddy so please respect that tie <laughs> I think it's pronounced a dratty. No! Oh, 
<laughs> I hated that a lot. Zachary, Sorry for I, I love you more and more every day. I I love myself a little less after that moment. Um <laughs> So, Javian, I guess Weewoo gives you, like, a point and a thumbs up and a point and a thumbs up and a point and a thumbs up. Okay. So, um, Weewoo and Javian just make silent signals at each other for a while, um, followed by pantomiming. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, Weewoo's symbols have now turned sexual, but wait, nope, she's avoiding it for the sake of emotional awareness. And now I think Andrew might be doing real sign language. No one knows what's happening. Barry, while this interaction is happening, um, are you doing anything? <laughs> I'm gonna walk up to Janice and be like, you know how soft my arm is? <laughs> Janice, you feel it. That's a smooth arm. I mean, and then I'm always gonna has been. I'm going to do the same thing to Yuid. Yuid wow. takes his big claws and rubs your arm and he goes, Oh man, that's, yeah, that's smooth. Feel my shell. <laughs> that's bumpy. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Oh yeah, smooth and bumpy. We're like, smumpy, you know? And Savina just kind of stands there, pauses, goes, all right, so anyway, um, Eastwood, and uh, she starts walking down a street, um, and the group walks, and you guys walk, and you walk, and you walk, maybe two hours, and finally you meet the southern gate of um, the city of Port Uh You've never been this direction. You're going to the east gate! Well, that's where um, Kisk said he would meet you all, but Savina said that the dragon was to the south. Hmm. Um, so you all head to that south gate. Um, you have to you have to pass through that wealthy district again, and eventually back through that sort of manufacturing district, and eventually past the abandoned area. So you pass not far away from the Palace of Pain again, um, and uh, you guys pass your make your way past regiments of silver scale soldiers and um, hundred thousands of civilians going past their common day, and eventually you make it to the tremendous arching. Um, square gate with massive stone doors that make up um, the southern gate of Port Esplanisan, the huge wall that edges its way around the city of Darkstone. And um, the six of you pass out from the city um, as the, the doors open to you. Um, uh, there's plenty of vehicles coming in and out of this side of the city. Um, a great density of wood elves are always passing in and out. Dark Elves with dark brown skin, often curly hair, um, as Astelleria and the Boishao are to the south. Um, but you all move through the gates. And uh, the Silver Scale soldiers are like checking people's information and nodding. And then the six of you guys walk up all covered in weapons and armor and, you know, berries there being terrifying as always. So they just kind of like nod to you all startedly and don't even ask. And one of them sort of like elbows. And Javian, uh, you hear him saying something in Insidian about the Warriors of the Well. And you, the, the guards kind of fangirl for a moment and they let you all pass. And, um, you guys make your way south over a highway just for the sake of saving time. Eventually, there's an immense forest um, to your right, somewhere off in the distance, over um, some increasingly like sort of undulating topography. Um, massive, massive um, pine trees, and you must imagine this to be the Boishao, like way out there. Or sorry, the Boishao, as Andreas correctly told me. Um, Boishao. The Boishawad. Wa-show. Okay, um, the, uh, the BOGO stick is to the Bo south. Show. And, Bo uh, show. the show is Also, to the for south. the record, also for the record, I don't know American Sign Language, I was just gibberishing. I thought record. so. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you guys continue down the highway, and now you guys are just traveling. Uh, in a way that you all haven't, you just walk open trail. And you guys do this for a day. Um, I want to talk to Savina now that we're out of the city. Okay. So, just setting the scene. You guys are going to travel down a road for quite some time. Um, this is going to happen for a while. And uh, any interactions you all want to have in the course of this day, just let me know. So, Javian, at some point you walk up to your sister. Um, she's just tracing the idyllic scenery to every side with her eyes. Huge open meadows and fields. Occasional lakes of water. Central Unsen is just gorgeous. And um, as she's walking, humming gleefully to herself, she says, What is it? 
Um, you, Egg, had a suggestion that perhaps what we are doing, which will be very in the public eye, mm. um, and antagonizing the Empire, that perhaps it may get back home. I have thought of And that. so I reached out. You did? To whom? Yes, I... I contacted Mira with the... I guess I do have the power oh. you have. Yes. Um, Goodness, how did she take that? And... Well, she cried, but I, I don't blame her. Um, I miss her. She, she thought I was dead, and she was relieved I'm not. Um, did you tell her about me? I think she's doing... Yes. I, I hope that's okay. No. Um, I mean, if she knows, I would rather that she knew. Thank you. Um, no, no, I think she's doing as well as could be considered. Mm. Um, and having a lot of responsibility placed on her. Um, I imagine. So many fewer royal family members. And so I, I want her to, um, not what we're doing, just that a danger may be coming her way. Um, Good. Good. I'm alive from magic. I did not explain that whole ordeal. Certainly. Um, just like, I'm talking to you from magic. <laughs> um, yes. It's, it, I think it's going to be a quite a useful excuse, because it, it is magic. Um, and so she's she's going to try to get out of Teletonorm in case retribution comes her way for what we are doing. It's a good idea. Well, thank you for letting me know. That's not all. She... Mira also seemed... She wanted me to talk to Ewan as well. To Ewan? Yes. Alright. And, and you did? And I did. And it's... Okay. Gosh, she's bad off. Um, like, he was near suicidal. With... Guilt and... It just—it was pitiful. I was still so angry at him, but um, yeah, he, he now knows we're alive. But um, he's going to help Mira get out. But he's going to stay and tell us a norm. Savina just takes up heartbeat. There's a pause and she says, well, I guess someone ought to be punished. She just looks up at the distance and kind of walks a bit faster. I let her. Her feelings are very valid. Does anyone else have any other sorts of conversations in this time? Um, are you, are you there, Janice, Kara? It's raining pretty hard, so no. Okay, I think we can wait to tell them about all of the Emperor shit until after this, then. I, I don't think that's pressing. Yeah, so if, uh, if Jenny and, uh, Callie can take over, that would be awesome. Okay. Um, so that that's it for big conversations on this part of the journey. So the group travels. Um, <clears throat> at some point, uh, when you guys, you would be aware that this would be like almost two weeks of walking. So at some point when you all have made it a fair distance out of the city, um, uh, Janice, you can respond a yes with silence and a no with like audibly saying no. 
<laughs> if you want to, um, so that you can just by silence agree. Um, but at some point, Savina stops the group and uh, asks you, Janice, if you are able to um, do what you had mentioned previously about being able to like transport people suddenly um, to the edge of the crater uh, to um, uh, save you all so much of the time so you guys can just go ahead and and accomplish the task that you are setting out to do. Um, so uh, at some point she asks you to conduct that spell casting for everyone and um, uh, and take you all to the tra to the crater. Um, does Janice object in any way? Okay. Um, so at some point, um, Janice, you uh, you stop the group and. Uh, you can text me separately if you want to, or not, because you're driving. Um, but I'm going to assume that this is the expenditure of um, a spell slot, because I don't think Nifty's uh, the Nif Nifty Nifty's Doom. Oh my goodness, would take you that far. Um, but let me know if it's otherwise, um, and because uh, that would probably be like a hundred miles. Um, but uh, you are familiar enough with the crater, so there's not really a whole lot of spell check necessary. So at, at some point, Janice has you all come close to her. And she traces the symbol of the maker in the air with her golden symbols. And they kind of like remain in the air in front of her. And as she begins muttering in that um, uh, intelligible but um, discernible language, um, all of the grass around you kind of like stands up and like dust particles lift up around you. And everyone sort of feels a rush of like every temperature at once, cold and warmth. And all six of you just <laughs> together and disappear. And then miles and miles and miles and miles and miles to the south all of a sudden everyone <laughs> reappears um and uh it is a very different um location to which you all um arrive javian you and janice and you egg are well enough familiar with this location barry you remember it but it's been quite some time and uh Wee -woo, this venue is entirely new to you the six of you all arrive on the precipice of something immense. Um, you've heard once or twice in the course of your travels, Janice and Javian have referred to this as the crater. Um, and that is an apt description. You all are on the edge of what looks like a mountain. Uh, just this huge stone outcropping that rises violently, broken, um, slated, huge. I mean, like mountainous sections of rock that push up against each other with a wasted land to the north. Um, now under a sort of more temperate 60 degree weather with a blue sky above um, with spots of cloud overhead. But um, it, all it helps you do is see the dark black rock in great detail. And over the center of this crater, there's a churning black storm with occasional bolts of red lightning. Um, but this huge mountainside that you stand on comes to a jagged breaking entrance and below it there is a crater you assume because you can't see the edge of it anywhere everywhere that you look to the south as far east and as far west as you look it's just broken cavity empty like a dissolved mountain from the inside immense and endless and as the dark storm turns overhead there's like dark mist below and rolling like almost sort of like clouds precipitated down to earth and the descent <clears throat> from the edge of this huge precipice looks like it's like maybe a thousand feet if not more or less it's very hard to tell at this height and the six of you all are just suddenly at the edge of this precipice um barry i assume the height is uncomfortable and um savina just goes and sits down next to the edge and um, she waves a hand and her blade, that rapier, uh, that's sort of like where Javian's whole sword is like jagged obsidian. Hers is just sort of like a fine silver rapier with like an obsidian center just <laughs> appears and like little dots of sharp crystal along its edges. And she just places it down on the ground in front of her, wraps her palms over it, closes her eyes and begins muttering as black lines begin streaking down from her face. And um, you all wait there. Um, do the rest of you all do anything as you wait on the edge of this horrible precipice? New. No. Just, just think about how we now know it was caused by such an insane weapon, and thinking about uh, all the lives lost. So. There's a gravity to it all. Looking at um, the same horrors in a new light. 
uh, Ueg, um, you notice easily enough out of the side of your vision, Javian, that Ueg, um, sort of kind of like, he stands with you all, but he turns and looks to the north, and he looks away from the crater, and he just kind of, he lets, with, at the, in, at the decline at which you all are standing, he puts the staff lower than him, so that he can rest his head on the tip of the staff, and he just kind of looks away into the blue sky in the distance, um, avoiding the sight. And I... I don't look away at all. I'm staring intently at it. And also, um, we're at the edge. And I I remember last time I was here, I like felt something. Yes. As I entered. Now that I'm closer with Zorgrim, do I feel anything at this point? You feel warmth. Cool. You feel like if it was zero degrees, you would feel warm standing here. Any coolness in the air is devoid from you, but not in a hot sensation. You just feel equilibriated. And you can feel the blood coursing through your veins. You can feel its strength. Your spine feels hot. You feel taller. Your muscles feel strong. You can sense every one of your breaths. You feel like the Prince of Blood and Ash standing at the edge of this precipice. Um, Barry, you remember... Um, a flying creature that almost killed you all here. Um, and those horrible obsidian monsters with the bladed arms and lava that they shoot out of their face. Not a pleasant memory at this spot. Um, no. Wee Woo, uh, I'm not trying to force anything on you, but as you stand at the edge of this very foreign site, is there anything sort of running through your head? Um, I think that this is one of the moments um, where Wee Woo, who is as Javian said earlier, like three weeks into this, um, I'm just kind well, of I mean, checking you've been every with the party for like almost two months, but you've been with him. Like you guys have been together for like three weeks. Play. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm just kind of bouncing eye to eye to people for their reactions because I don't have too intimate of a knowledge of the magical things going on. And so I'm just like looking to like, okay, how is Javian physically reacting? How is Janice physically reacting? Ueg is somberly avoidant. Barry, how would you characterize your face? Um, stoic with underlying anxiety. Like, it's kind of like flat face, but he's kind of like anxious eyes, like, darting around. Oh my god, me at work every day. (laughs) There's a seriousness covering over Barry's face that you don't usually see. Um, Javian? How would you describe your face as Wee looks at it. So, well, Javian's face is very, very grim. Oh. Um, maybe a, um, maybe a bit of guilt, and his eyes are like just like darkly looking out. His posture is in opposite of that, and he's like standing tall. And he's it's almost like a prince looking over his kingdom, even though his face is very grim. And this silence just kind of holds the group. It holds and it holds a minute almost. And then slowly you all hear an awful familiar sound. From somewhere out in the darkness of the storm in the crater below. And then there's a... slowly rising up like sort of the edge of one of the dark groups of misting below like starts to bubble up and rise like a wave of dark cloud and smoke and ash and eventually it breaks over the edge of two immense skeletal structures that rise up like long endless fingers of broken dark stone that stand at the edge of tissueless wings and a skeletal shape and as they push downward that horrible long head emerges out and a body 200 maybe more feet long slowly rises up and an entire obsidian dragon like the two who almost killed the whole party and did kill many in Chaskinen, like uh for which you all saw the harrowing events with javian come slowly flying up it is e immense the best way i know how to compare it is that this dragon is not that much smaller than a cruise liner 
as it comes flying out of the dark ash, uh, like ash and mist, and as it flies upward, um, it's there's no um, there's no physical tissue that propels it upward in the air, but simply a dark line of thin mist smoke that comes off of its wings, and its hollowed skeletal obsidian form. In its eyes, there are simply two very dark red flames burning out of the edges, and as it flies closer and closer, the sound gets deafening. <laughs> And the like wind gets to begins to sweep up again around you all. And as a breeze comes by, you realize it's just from the force of its nearing wings, and it feels hot, like an ember ash, like standing too close to a campfire. And as it gets close to you, its huge feet land on either side of your group, and you all have trouble not having like a visceral reaction of just sheer mammalian fear, just as living beings in front of something this large and moving. One huge foot to your right and another to your left and it's two hind legs grab onto the bottom of the crater below and as its massive head rises almost 30 feet up in the air above you and the two huge wings spread out it casts this awful shadow over your whole group where sunlight is momentarily occluded and it lowers its recurved horned head down onto the edge of the cliff next to you where you all can climb onto its neck. And Savina just opens her eyes finally, and for a moment they're all black, and then the color returns, and she just picks up her sword that disappears from her hand in a puff of smoke, and she says, The ride's here, everyone. Hop on. And she gestures toward the dragon. Uh, also, for Javian, it's, it's kind of unsettling watching her do this, it's like, oh, that that's what I look like when I go into mm. my dark magic. It is unsettling and, uh, on my own sister. Um, yeah. But I, I will I will probably be the, like, the first one to go towards the dragon. It's op- awkward to climb up. Even with its head down, you have to like reach up to start climbing up. Because there's no contiguous tissue, so you're just climbing up one of the vertebral discs in its neck. That's not even bone, it's just obsidian. And it should be sharp. But as you as your hand gets close to it, Javian, the edge of your hand starts smoking, and um, the part of its neck that you go to touch glows red with warmth. You touch your hand to it, but it feels cool and comfortable. You climb up, and uh, the whole dragon like start, slightly shakes and shudders in reaction to your touch. You climb up on its neck, and you can sit squarely behind one of its vertebral, vertebral com- columns, riding, um, wrapping your legs around the like structure of its neck and your arms around the... Um, the the uh, protrusion in front of you, uh, the vertebral process, and um, each of you climbs on. Uh, Wee Woo, are you next? Spot closest to Javian. Uh, Ua climbs on after that, and um, in front. Before before Janice. <laughs> oh my gosh, on. I can sit in front of you, Javian. <laughs> yeah, I'll catch you because <laughs> I have wings. If you fall, Janice. Uh, before Janice gets on, um, I'm gonna grab out of my bag like a little piece of fabric or something, and I'm gonna turn to Barry, um, and I'm just gonna like hold it up to him, and I'll be like, "Do you do you want to see, or do you do you want to like wrap this around your eyes?" I remember the last time it was a little traumatizing. I'm gonna like take it from her and be like, no, I think I'm gonna be okay, but I'm still gonna hold on to it. Okay. Barry, you muscle your way up onto the neck. You're the only person out of all of you where when you hold on to the process, just the tiny little nub on the back of its vertebrae, your head can see over it. And it's like up at your nose. It's huge. Um, and it's awful. The power of this creature beneath you is immense and just being on top of it is harrowing. Um, because beings like this have come so close to killing you so many times and you can't help but have some very negative memories of Yepin a beast that was smaller than this one Janice, you climb up on behind in the end, behind Barry and um, as you touch it, everywhere that you touch on the beast, slightly burns, slightly burns you, slightly burns it Um, there's always steam rising off of any point that you touch and um, it doesn't hurt through your gauntlets and your gloves, but you can see where part of the crystal is like sort of fractured and burnt away from your touch. Wow. 
Also, when I get on, I'm going to be, like, extremely, like, hesitant because obviously, like, none of this is, like, exciting or nice or fun. Mm-hmm. Barry takes, or uh, Ueg takes out a length of rope and ties it around himself to the process because he knows that he's not very strong. And, um, uh, Savina, like, she, she goes to climb up it, but she just puts her feet up on the edge and every step she takes up there's a little burst of fire from under her foot that just kind of propels her upward so she sort of like sort of walks up the edge sort of just propels herself up the edge of one of the ribs to climb up onto the heads there's just like a under her feet yeah like azula like azula yes the comparison continues and she climbs she climbs up on the back of its process and she just gets right in between its horns standing on its skull because it's that big that she can stand there she reaches one arm out to the edge of one of the horns the other to the other side and she does her hands burn with flames and she just turns around to you all her like black elegant hair spilling uh over her shoulder and she says everyone ready okay solemn nods and she says let's go have some fun she turns her head back around and um, she just op- you can't see her open her mouth from in front of you but all of you hear fly and the huge dragon's wings lift up and as they push down all of you all of your stomachs suddenly shove like lurched inside of you it's awful a couple of you feel like you could throw up and um you all are propelled suddenly off of the cliff edge. As it rises, the cliff fractures below it. <laughs> and huge slabs of stone, of stone break and fall and fall and fall down into the precipice. And the whole beast is thrown upward into the sky. And you all, like, those of you who are holding on almost lose your grip. Um, it's a horrible lurching feeling. Wee woo, you're mentally taken back to an unpleasant time flying with a dragon. Um, all of you have so many negative memories that can associate with this. And um, the beast rises and rises and rises, and it's deafening. You all can't communicate. You can't barely hear yourselves think under the sound of the wings just (laughs) upward into the sky. Every single lurch puts pressure on your chest, and you can feel the G-forces on your face and your neck. Why my music has stopped. Oh, no, it hasn't. Um, And as you all rise and rise and rise, the ground grows smaller smaller and smaller and Wiwoo you're freaking flying you're up you're up you're up 100 feet 200 feet 400 feet 600 feet a thousand feet oh my goodness the it's landscape like below you turns power. into color turns into shapes and I want you to put yourself in the mental headspace of a being, it's like your first time riding on a plane, but planes shouldn't exist. And you are watching the world shrink low below you. As you get higher and higher, you look off into the sides. Oh, you can see further than you ever imagined. You can see a distance so far away. You can see mountain ranges and forests and... Holy crap, the land curves at the edge! And you all reach nearly 2,000 feet in the sky. Barry, it's horrible. You're back again. Oh my goodness, you're back again. Um, if anyone had to make checks to hold on, which you don't, you wouldn't, because you are squeezing the stone so hard, you could probably compress wood. Like, your body is just having an autonomic reaction as your fingers and hands just dig into the stone all around you. Your legs, your ab, your uh, adductors are going to be sore tomorrow. Your crotch is going to hurt from how hard you're squeezing your thighs, but you're riding it. Um, okay, why, what? What was, what was the sexy thing there, Barry? What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, My thighs are gonna hurt. I'll throw up. I'll throw up con save. Okay, yeah, let's get group con saves. Sure. No, 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 not a group con save, a throw up for Barry. Okay, Barry, con save. Jamie loves flying. He's Honestly, having the best time he's had in, like, a week. <laughs> oh, yeah, Javian and Janice, you're back in the sky for the first time in a while. That's fun. Javian love, love loves flying. 
For con saves, do I add my constitution or my saving throw? Uh, your constitution saving throw. So you do have that. It's a very good score for you. Oh, okay. Probably plus 10. What do you get, Barry? Um, I got an 11. <laughs> what did you roll? With the con? I rolled a 2. Uh, oh. Barry, you throw up. <laughs> and um, Janice, you are the last person on the neck, so could I get a dexterity saving throw from you? She's operating uh, her vehicle. She cannot do that. Can someone roll full Kara? Zachary, you are muted if you're trying to. Oh, I kind of forgot about that. Um, yeah, let me roll. <laughs> What's your. <laughs> uh, Janice, are you um, proficient in dexterity saving throws? She's a sorcerer. No, her. I think her dex is plus two. Or maybe plus um, one. Janice, a little bit of vomit hits your chest as Barry just out of the side of his mouth, flying in the sky. It's awful. Um, does it fly uh, off immediately, or like does it? I mean, yeah, it's you're you're rocketing through the sky. It's it it doesn't last long. It's much more a comedic moment than anything. It dissipates quickly. Um, Disgusting. (laughs) You all, um, (laughs) you all soar. Um, Wiwu, this is the fastest you have ever moved. In fact, this is the fastest any of you have ever moved. None of you all, this is a bizarre experience. First of all, it's deafening. You all can't hear yourselves think. You can't hear anything. It is a roaring, horrible sound on the back of this dragon. I mean, just immense and almost incomprehensible. Um, the wind hurts and stings the side of your eyes. Javian, you're fine. Um, yeah. but for everyone else, um, it is, it's just painful in all the worst ways. Um, and, uh, the dragon flies. Sorry. Um, uh, it was really sketchy back there while I was driving, but, um, when, uh, we were walking, could I have told Savina, um, where, um, uh, what's his face was at when I, when I called the... Uh, Eric Cochran people? Yes, yes. Um, you all okay, cool. can most certainly have communicated Vashnazan's position. She would know to where she's okay. heading. Okay, perfect. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That We should have communicated at least... Yeah, I forgot that we contacted them and would have communicated okay, yeah. that they have been under siege. Yeah, 